Thank you for subscribing to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. Parkway Fellowship, commonly referred to as The Park, is a purpose-driven church in Katy, Texas, recognized for its innovation and rapid growth. Designed for the person who might not be used to attending church, The Park, one of the only purpose-driven churches in the area, has quickly become one of the most popular West Houston churches for people new to their faith, to church, or to living in the Katy area. It is our prayer that God changes your life through this message from Pastor Adam Jungblut. Hey, good morning. My name is Adam Jungblut. I am really glad you're here. And how about them Houston Texans, baby? Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Now, you know, when Robin and I first got married, she was already on staff at a, at a, at a church here in the area in their, in their youth ministry. And so we really didn't have... Um, a choice at what church we would attend when we got married. It was like, hey, we're married. This is the church we go to. This is where I'm employed. Awesome. It was a great church. It's not like it was a, it was a problem or anything like that. But Robin served there for a couple of years, and then God called her away, and she went to go work for Houston Baptist University. And we found ourselves in a very interesting position. All of a sudden, we could choose where we went to church. There was nothing that was tying us down there, and so we became... Church shoppers. It kind of had a cool ring to it. We'd never been church shoppers before in our marriage. And so we started making the tours of all of the churches in the area. And at first it was fun. But honestly, after a while, it, it, it really became kind of a problem for us. Because church went from being a place that we served and we gave hours and hours and hours to. And it was really nothing about us. To church was everything about us. What do they have for me? What do I like? What do I not like? What do they have as far as men's groups go? What do they have as far as, you know, young, married, cool, good-looking couples go? That was really important to us. It became all about us. But then, after a while, something else set in. And, and then this is really what got dangerous. You see, we gave on Sundays, every Sunday, hours and hours and hours of our Sunday to reaching students in junior high and high school for Christ. And then all of a sudden, we started going to church for the minimum amount because we weren't serving anywhere. And honestly, if there's nobody really expecting you to be at church, we sometimes didn't. Sometimes First United, First United Mattress just won because I slept in. It was awesome. And it was one of those things of, you know what, I'm not like, we can miss one Sunday. I mean, oh my goodness, look at everything that we've done in the past. God's going to be okay if we miss one. Well, one turned into two sometimes, and then we'd go late. And little by little, I found that we became, we went from being highly committed to lightly committed. And there was a part of me that really didn't mind it. I mean, I, I cared, but I didn't care. Because this was going on for a couple of months of us just looking and not finding a place that met our needs. We're all in that same position. I mean, right now in this moment, we're all connected to a church because we're sitting here in this room. But what, what if? What if little by little things happen and things come up in our lives and, and we go from you know, being highly committed to not serving on a team or our schedule gets in. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But the problem is, is that for all of us in here, over a little course of time, 
we don't notice it and we don't recognize it. It's like when your schedule just gets so crazy and you realize you're looking like we haven't been in church in three weeks. Wow, it doesn't feel like that. But during that time, it really wasn't that I care. This is really important to me. And I mean, just think of if coming to church and being connected to all of us in here isn't that important. What's that eventually going to do to our relationship with Christ? What kind of snowball are we creating if we let habits like that take place? Today, I want us to look at a guy by the name of John the Baptist. A lot of you probably heard his name, but he went from being extremely and highly connected to the ministry of Jesus Christ to being completely disconnected. And what that did for him and what took place in his life, and honestly, a very short very short time frame. But before we really get into, into the scripture and stuff like that, I want us to all be on the same page of really who John the Baptist was. We hear his name, you know, tossed out a lot, but really, who is he? I, I put in your, your, uh, your, your sermon notes right there, just a couple of quick little bullet points for us. The first is that he was related to Jesus. You remember right after Mary, Jesus's mom, she got pregnant. She went to see her cousin, Elizabeth. Well, Elizabeth is John the Baptist's mom. And when Mary went to see her, she wound up staying months with Elizabeth. So it's not like they were distant cousins. They were really, really close. And if they were close during this time frame, it's easy to see that Jesus and John probably hung out as kids together. They probably went to birthday parties together. They were on the same softball team, little ball team, you know, whatever, kickball, whatever they played. They did it together. So they were related. The next thing, John's ministry was to announce the coming of Christ. That was his purpose. John's ministry was to simply say, he's here. After thousands of years of us waiting for the chosen one to deliver God's people, he's here. The kingdom of heaven is here. Repent. Change your ways. He's here. That was his job. He was the mouthpiece announcing the coming of Christ. He was also the one that baptized Jesus. When Jesus started his ministry, he knew he had to be baptized. And so out of everybody that could have baptized Jesus, he chose John. That's quite an honor. And also, he was one of the greatest men of his day. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 11. It says, I tell you the truth. Among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Man, that's quite the compliment. Quite the compliment coming from Jesus. To say that John the Baptist has risen to that high of a status of everybody else. That's walking around. And so John the Baptist had his group of followers. Jesus has his group of followers. And they were both just fulfilling their ministry and what God had called them to. Well, along the way, John the Baptist spoke out against the king. And King Herod had him thrown in jail. All of a sudden, John the Baptist went from being involved in everything to being locked away in jail. And he was in there for months He was missing all of Jesus' miracles. He was missing all of the teachings. He was missing all of the healings that were taking place. All of the prophecies that were being fulfilled. He was gone from all of it. He was missing all of the exciting things that we read about in the Gospels. And of the stories of Christ's life. He was in prison. Missing everything. Well, look what that had to do with his relationship. Look what that had to do with his faith. Uh, Look at Matthew 11. 
It's there in your notes. It says, after Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John heard in prison what Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who was to come or should we expect someone else? Underline that question for me. Are you the one who was to come or should we expect someone else? You catch that? You believe that? He went from being connected, mouthpiece of Christ, announcing his arrival on the scene, to questioning, are you the Messiah? Are you the chosen one? Or should we be expecting somebody else to come? Are you just a great prophet or are you really the guy? I mean, John baptized him. John had a relationship with him. And now he's questioning who Christ is. The only thing that changed is he got disconnected. He got disconnected from his followers, from the people that he was living life with, from the ministry and teaching of Jesus Christ. He was disconnected for a handful of month, for a handful of months, and it caused him to question what he previously believed with all of his heart. Now, not so much. You see, here's the lesson we learned from John's imprisonment. No matter how strong your relationship with Jesus Christ might be, disconnect can lead to disbelief. Disconnect can lead to disbelief. The final destination of being disconnected a little bit from the body of Christ, from being in church, from being in fellowship with others in the teaching of Jesus is disbelief. It starts off slow. You miss a Sunday here, two Sundays, for, for good reasons. You're out of town, family vacation, whatever. But all of a sudden, you know, schedule gets picked back up. It's really busy. And so now you're really just fighting to make it on Sundays. And so your commitment to serving at the church, well, that's just a lot. So maybe you're going to step out of that and, you know, maybe dropping the kids off at the youth and the children's ministry. And at little by little, you get disconnected. And then weeks go by, months go by, and something hits you in life. And when normally you would have hit your knees and cried out and said, God, I need your help. I need your strength. I need you to get through this. You begin to question, can you even do this? Jesus, are you even powerful enough to do anything in my life? You know, I'm not even sure. I'm going to take this all on my own because I'm not even sure that you can help me. And now you're thinking in your mind, that could never happen to me. I would never question, you know, that, oh, it happened to John the Baptist. I mean, he's the, the friend. He was the childhood friend. He was the cousin of Jesus. He baptized him. He was the one that said he is coming. And it happened to him. Of course, it can happen to you. Of course, it can happen to me. That's why we've got to stay connected. Because if it can happen to a guy like that, Because if the greatest guy that's ever walked this earth began to question who Christ was, well then, it can easily happen to everybody in this room if we get disconnected. Therefore, two things to make sure you don't get disconnected. Today I want to talk about two things. 
to make sure that you don't get disconnected the way that John the Baptist was. And honestly, uh, number one, your first fill-in right here. If you've ever been to Parkway Fellowship for at least a small amount of time, you've probably already filled in that little space right there. So just say it along with me. Join a All right, y'all kind of sound like the 1130 service there. Let's try that again. Join a Exactly. Join a small group. Listen, this is your greatest weapon against fighting disconnect in your life. Your small group is the greatest thing you have in your arsenal. Listen, just, just, it's easy for me to say, hey, everybody at Parkway Fellowship is part of a small group, but just humor me here for a second. If you have ever been a part of a small group here, raise your hand. Yeah, everybody, everybody here is a part of small groups. You need to be a part of a small group. Listen, today, we are kicking off sign-ups for our spring semester. Mike mentioned it a little bit. I, I, I want to talk about it just for a second. Because this is so important to fighting disconnect in your life. John was removed from his small group. He was completely removed from his small group. I cannot tell you how important small groups were. It wasn't just important to John. It was important to the early church. When they first started becoming Christ followers, honestly, they really didn't have an idea of what church looked like. But look what happened to them. Look, look what happened in Acts chapter 2. Look what happened in the early church. And you'll see why it's so important for us to be a part of a small group. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. You know what that sounds like to me? That doesn't sound so much like church, like what we have now. That sounds like a small group. That was their weapon from fighting disconnect. It needs to be yours. Listen, today we're kicking off spring signups. Today is the only day that all of the small groups will be made available to you for signups. Because once a small group fills, it's closed. And once it's closed, we don't let anybody join a small group because then it becomes a large group and it defeats the purpose. Now, listen, small group signups are going to continue on for weeks. But small groups are going to fill. Small groups are going to fill this morning between our three services. So, Today is the only day that you will be able to sign up for every small group in this. When we start online small groups beginning of this next week, you're going to go online and you're going to see some of them already have the word closed next to them. Today is your only day to have all the small groups available to you. Listen, if you're new here at the park and you're like, gosh, Everybody does this, but I I don't even know what's in a small group. Like, what happens in a small group? Listen, small groups are small groups of people, 10 to 12 people, that meet weekly in people's homes throughout the area. And listen, it's not like you're signing your life away or anything like that. Listen, you're going to sign up today. Small groups start the week of January 29th, and they run through the end of April. Just the spring. Just enough time for three things to happen in your life. And here's what happens in a small group. The first is that you learn more about the Bible. You see, in your small group, this is where you take the Bible and you open it up and you dive deep into one specific area. 
as you're flipping through that catalog, you'll see that there's marriages, uh, there, there's small groups over marriage. There's small groups over finances. There's small groups over parenting. There's small groups over books of the Bible. You're going to take one topic and you are going to dive deep into that for an entire spring semester. Listen, you're going to go deeper into it than we even have the ability of going on here on a Sunday morning. Because here on Sunday morning, we don't have the ability to ask questions and to dialogue and to learn from each other. That's what happens in a small group. If you really want to know the Bible, you need to sign up for a small group. The second thing that always happens in a small group is you make friends. This is where you make great friends. This is where, for Robin and I, this is where all of our great friends come. All of our great friends right now, when we stop and we look at it, they come from small group. Uh, Matt and Amy Hughes, Brandon and Mission C, Jerry and Christy Scalacci, Orlando and Andrea Portilla, Corey and Gro- Courtney Grosskloss, uh, Daniel and Kaylin Hull, Anthony and Maggie Bueller. Uh, I mean, I could keep going on and on and on. Small group, small group, small group, small group, small group. Those are our closest friends. They all come from small group. I mean, can you list off a huge list of great friends that you have? You need to be a part of a small group. Here's the third thing that always takes place in a small group. You see, a small group is a place to be cared for and to care for others. Here at the park, we don't have a ministry uh, that brings meals to you when you're sick. We don't have a ministry that mows your yard if you're injured or unable to. We don't have a ministry that's there to help you pick up your kids from carpool. We don't have a ministry that goes and visits you in the hospital. You want to know why? Because we have small groups. And small groups care for one another. This is where if anything happens to you in your life, you're going to be cared for. This is, this is the group of people that are going to rally around you and make sure that all of your needs are met this spring. But, you know, it's not just about your needs being met. Because have you ever thought that maybe God desires for you to care for somebody else? See, this is where those opportunities are going to happen for you. I truly believe that there is somebody in this room right now that you're supposed to take care of and you don't even know their names yet. But you're going to find a couple of months that you are instrumental in meeting their needs and taking care of them. There's something really difficult in their life. You need to be a part of a small group. This is where everything happens at Parkway Fellowship. John the Baptist was removed from his small group for months. Did you notice that? He missed the spring semester of small group signups. And at the end of the spring semester of small group signups, when he sat out, all of a sudden, he wasn't sure who Jesus was. If you don't sign up for small group after that, whew, man, that's tough. Listen, you need to be a part of a small group. But then there's a second thing that you need to do to fight disconnect in your life. And it's really 2A and 2B. I mean, it, it, we're going to kind of look at it. I know that there's, you know, several points in there. But there's really different groups of people in here. For just a second, I want to talk to the people that are members here at the park. 2A is for you. For you to fight disconnect in your life... You need to renew your membership at the park. Look what it says in Hebrews 10, 25. Some people have gotten out of the habit of meeting for worship, but we must not do that. We should keep on encouraging each other. You see, here at the park, we handle membership in an amazing, fantastic way. You're not a member for life. Once you become a member here at the park, you're not a member for life. 
You have to renew your membership every single year. We do this because as a membership, it's important for us to constantly remember what have we committed to? What commitment have we made to God about our membership here at the park? That's why we renew it every single year. Listen, I don't know if you remember at 101. Everybody leaves 101 ecstatic and happy and excited because 101 is where you hear all of the amazing things that God is doing here at the park and how you can be a part of it. Remember at 101, you were looking at it and you were thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about my relationship with Christ and what, what God's going to do in me while I'm a member here at the park. And you were so excited about it. Everybody leaves 101 and they are just pumped because it's such a fantastic time and season in your spiritual life. I want you to regain that right now. I want you to regain that excitement that you had this past year or two years or three years or four years ago when you first joined Parkway Fellowship. You see, this is a major tool in fighting disconnect. Because if you just, I'm always a member of Parkway Fellowship. I've been going there for years and it's okay if I miss a Sunday or two Sundays. The next thing you know it, you're not setting time aside in the morning to seek God. You're not signing up for small group. Disconnect sits in. And that can lead to disbelief. But when you first sign up for small group, listen, you are there that next Sunday because you're like, greatest church ever. And it is. I want you to have that same feeling. I want you to renew your membership right now in this room. I'm going to give you a chance at the very end. I'm going to show you exactly how you can renew your membership. Because it is so important for you to stay excitedly committed to Parkway Fellowship to fight disconnect in your life. Next group of people, not members. This is where Robin and I were. We were just kind of around in churches, going, going long enough to where people really didn't know us that well and we really weren't committed to doing anything. So if we were to sneak out, that was just fine. Today, if you're not a member here at the park, I want you to become a member. I want you to become, and I want you to join Parkway Fellowship. Become a member at the park. If you're going to fight disconnect, you have got to be a member of a church. Look what it says in Ephesians 2.19. You are no longer strangers to God or foreigners to heaven, but you are members of God's very own family, citizens of God's country, and you belong, circle the word belong for me, in God's household with every other Christian. Listen, church is where you belong. This is your home. Welcome home. This is a place that you stay. This is a place that you get connected. This is a place that you grow. This is not a place where you come for a little bit and leave and go to another one. And you leave for a little bit and go to another one. This is where your family is. Every once in a while, people ask, you know, what's the difference? Like, I come all the time, you know, and, and I even support financially. So what's the big deal if I just don't become a member? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like doing everything that a member does, but I'm just not officially a member. Like, what's the big difference? You know what the big difference is? There's no accountability for you. There's nothing holding you here. There's nothing that is keeping you here and tied to church because you can leave whenever you want. 
as long as you continue to just come and not be a member, disconnect is always right behind you as a great option. But when you join and you become committed, all of a sudden you close the door on disconnect in your life and you say, that is not going to be who I am. I'm going to join. I'm going to plant. I'm going to make roots. This is where I'm going to grow. Disconnect is not an option. I mean, you've got gifts that are going to benefit this church. People in this church have benefits that are going to change your life. There are people in this church whose marriages should be an example for you so that you can have a healthy marriage. You are going to grow here at the park. And listen, it says in the Bible that the church is the bride of Christ. Listen, as a Christian, you can't go to God and say, God, I love you, Jesus, I love you, but your wife is totally ugly and I ain't having any of that. That's what you're saying about the bride of Christ, which is the church. If you are not joining and staying connected, Listen, our class 101, it is an amazing class. It is one of the greatest afternoons that you will ever spend. Basically, when you come to 101, we take care of food. We got lunch provided. We take care of child care. Kids are going to have a blast. And we give you a backstage pass to Parkway Fellowship. You get to learn everything that is going on behind the scenes about what makes this church so great. All of our ideas, all of our beliefs, how we structure, the things that we implement, the things that we prioritize. Listen, Pastor Mike and I, we teach the class, so come and have an opportunity for an afternoon and grill Pastor Mike on anything that you want. It's really awesome, too. I like seeing him squirm a little bit. It's always fun. Listen, it is a fantastic afternoon. You have got to come. Listen, listen, here's this. Come. And if in the end you don't want to join, fine. But you will be blessed just for coming and learning all about what goes on here at Parkway Fellowship. And all about what church is supposed to look like. I'm going to give you a chance at the end of this service to join Parkway Fellowship and sign up for that class. Listen, eventually Robin and I, we realized we we had to join. We couldn't let the the slipping away go on any longer. And so we decided, you know what, let's just go join a church. We really weren't thrilled, but we picked a church and we were like, I guess this one will do. We really weren't excited about anything. So we had committed that next Sunday that we were going to go and and we were going to join, walk to the front, take a class, whatever it is that that church did, because we just needed to join. Because I didn't like where, I didn't like where my spiritual life was heading, not being part of a church. We got a call that that, the Saturday before um, from Amy McGowan. Mike and Amy have been great friends with ours for years. Mike married Robin and I, and so one out of the question. Uh, and Amy was talking to Robin and just said, uh, hey, tomorrow, how about you come to church with us, and then can we come over to your house that night uh, for dessert? Sure. Great. So we went to church with them, and uh, that night they, they came over to our house, and Mike said, hey, listen, God's put it on my heart to start Parkway Fellowship. How about you join And all of a sudden, everything that I had been missing was, bam, it was infused inside of me. God saved Robin and I from going and signing up and joining a church that we weren't really excited about for a purpose. For for a purpose, to be excited. Uh, My family, we haven't been disconnected. I mean, we've had little seasons where we haven't been growing super skyrocket. But we haven't been disconnected because we've always been a part of a small group. Our kids are always part of a small group. We're always here on Sunday. Listen, 
Do not get disconnected. When you stay connected, you have purpose. You have meaning. Your life is fulfilled. My life has never been greater. And it truly started with being connected to this church. I want everybody to pull out your connection card. I want you to pick a next step. I want you to pick this first one. Sign me up for a small group. You'll see that there's a place right next to it that says code. In your small group catalog, every single small group has a code. It's in big, all caps, blue letters. Check that box. Write the code in that line, and you're signed up. That's all you need to do. So listen, when Pat and the worship band, then they come back up here for a second. During that next song, I'm giving you the freedom to look through the catalog and pick your small group. All right? Here's the next thing. Sign my kids and teens up for a small group. Listen, if your kids are already signed up, if they've been in small group this fall, you don't need to sign them up again. We will carry them over because theirs are a true continuation. But if your kids are not involved in small group, this is where, you know those kids that you're like, oh man, I want my kids to be, they need to come to small group. I wish my kids were, they need to come to small group. When they're connected, they grow spiritually. Listen, I, right now, I, I'm, I'm co-leading a small group for pre-K, pre-K kids, five years old. They've already memorized nine verses of the Bible this past fall. By the end of the spring, they will be up to about 25 verses of the Bible that they'll have memorized. That's awesome. That is awesome. Listen, it's the same thing. Write your kids' names down there and write the code. Maybe for you, it's I will sign up for a small group online this week. Small group signups are going to go online Tuesday morning. We'll shoot you an email and we will let you know about it, okay? All right. So check that one if you're going to sign up online. Maybe for you, it's this next one. Renew my membership for 2012. Listen, if you're going to renew your membership for 2012, all you have to do is check that box, flip your connection card over to the front, and you have got to fill out every line on this deal. Because a big part of renewing your commitment is that we make sure that we have your correct information so that we can make sure that you stay connected. So if you're a member and you want to renew your commitment, check that box, Flip it over and fill the whole thing out. If it's not filled out all the way, you did not renew your commitment. Cool? You got to fill the whole thing out. Maybe if you use this next one, sign me up for the January 22nd Class 101. Listen, if you want to take Class 101, check that box and everything else is taken care of. We will make sure child care, child care is there for your kids. We'll make sure we've got food. And we'll make sure that you have a fantastic afternoon learning all about what God has in store for you. Maybe for you, it's this next one. Memorize Hebrews 10.25. Some people have gotten out of the habit of meeting for worship, but we must not do that. We should keep on encouraging each other. Maybe for you, it's this last one. Become a Christ follower for the first time. Listen, being connected starts with having a relationship with Christ. I mean, it truly is. Disconnect is disbelief. Because if you don't believe that Jesus is who he says he is, then you're not connected. Today, would you change that? Today, would you become connected by asking Christ to come into your life and forgiving you of all of your sins, all of your mistakes, and pledging your life to follow him so that you can have purpose and be connected here and so then, then you can spend eternity in heaven. If that's you today, I want you to check that box. There's a sample prayer at the bottom of your sermon notes. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer, and on your way out, I want you to grab a new believer packet. It's right by every single door on your way out of here. You grab it, 
Open it up when you get home, and it's got some great next step for, steps for you in your new life with Christ. Listen, John the Baptist, his disconnect, he didn't have a choice about it. He was thrown in jail. His was involuntary. You have a choice. You have a choice. Would you choose to stay connected, to join a small group, and become a member here at the park? Let me close this in a word of prayer as Pat and the worship team come back up. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what you're doing in our lives. God, I pray that you would continue to send your spirit to be in this place, God, and to change us and to keep us connected. God, I pray that you would remove any outside distraction in our schedule or any hurdle that there might be. God, keeping us from being fully connected to everything that you have in store here. And God, I thank you so much for what you've done in my life and in Robert and I, God, here at Parkway Fellowship. God, how we found a place that we can connect. God, and it has given us so much life and enjoyment. I pray that you would do that for everybody in here. We love you, and that's all. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Our prayer is that God has given you at least one next step to take today in your walk with Christ. For more information about Parkway Fellowship or to contact us, visit www.parkwayfellowship.com. To talk with a pastor about becoming a Christ follower for the first time, you can call our offices at 832-222-9282. 